Hello everybody and welcome to Wipeout Philippines webcast and podcast tonight. Ngayong gabi mga kaibigan, pag-uusapan natin ang isang napapanahon na topic. Food in the time of COVID-19. And with us, eto mga kabataang uh, merong masasabi at merong nilalaman ang kanilang sasabihin para sa ngayong gabi. Introduce natin ang ating mga guest ngayong gabi. Unang-unang, unang-una sa ating mga guest ay si Erwin Belen. ng Urban Agriculture PH. Hello, Erwin. Ayan, uh, magandang gabi sa ating mga kababayan na uh, nanonood sa ating live stream Okay, so Erwin, uh, kindly introduce um, um, the initiatives that you're doing right now. So, um, actually, yung ginagawa namin ngayon, so, I, uh, uh, so, Urban Agriculture PH, so, ayun yung advocacy ko, on doing uh, urban agriculture. So, paano ba tayo magpapatubo ng sarili nating pagkain? And uh, also, as part of the Philippine Association of Agriculturists, NCR, so, ang focus namin, sa, since kami ay nasa na, uh, National Capital Region, uh, pinopromote namin ang right, urban that's agriculture. Great, that's great. Okay, so we will hear more from Erwin a little bit. So, ngayon, um, isa, naman na, isa, isa pa nating guest. Okay guys, um, siya naman ay founder ng uh, isang hydroponics do-it-yourself shop. Isa siyang sobrang bata pa kumpara sa amin ni Erwin at ni Jim. <laughs> so, um, isa sa mga, ito nakita ko online, nakita ko napakarami niyang fans. Gusto ko magpa-fan sign sa kanya mamaya. I-welcome natin ang founder ng Hearty Culture VH, si Jose Diego Roas. What's up Diego? So, can you kindly tell us more about um, what you're doing right now? Hello po, so good evening sa lahat ng ating mga manonood. I am Jose Diego Irojas, owner nga po ng Horticulture Hydroponics and Halamans. Uh, basically, right now, working po ako at the Bureau of Plant Industry, so medyo sideline ka na din yung sa hydroponics. And uh, ang goal ko lang naman is to render professional advice for the household. Para nga naman, kapag nagtatanim sila, they do it successfully. And also, para ma-encourage to do it again. Siyempre, Diba, as humans, gusto natin na uh, successful and fulfilling yung maging experiences natin. So, yeah. Okay, thank you, Diego, no, for that. Um, and before, before tayo mag-proceed sa ating um, last panelist, um, gusto ko muna i-remind sa inyo, lahat ng nanonood sa inyo ngayon, na please, um, like, um, like, this, uh, like this video, share it with your friends, and then subscribe. Uh, we will we will be posting this um, live stream also as a podcast. We will be posting it on Google, Apple Podcast, and also on Spotify. So, um, if ever na miss out nyo tong discussion at please um, do check um, yung mga podcast channels na yun. And don't forget to subscribe, okay, guys. And then for uh, reminder lang, guys, uh, please um, if you're interested um, to know more about Ypart PH, Ypart Philippines, please find us on Facebook. And join our group there and find um, a lot more um, discussions, knowledge bases doon sa group na yan. So finally, um, the last one that I introduced ko is the country representative of Ypart Philippines. is also a, a part of the uh, Ypart Asia and Pacific um, Steering Committee, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> uh, let's welcome uh, Mr. Jim Kana. Jim, take it away. Hi. So... 
just a correction, hindi po ako member ng steering committee ng Bipart. <laughs> Sa country representative lang po ako. Um, but I do serve as the global focal person for Bipart sa negotiations po na ginagawa ngayon sa pagbuo ng Youth Council para sa Rome-based agencies ng United Nations which are Food and Agriculture Organization, uh, International Fund for Agri-Development, IFAD, at saka World Food Program, WFP. So, ano ba ang YPART? Just to give you a brief background, yung YPART is, is an international network that is aiming to promote agriculture to young people and also how to connect young people to agricultural opportunities. So, dito sa YPAR Philippines, uh, ang ginagawa po natin is we have a five-fold strategy where we want to promote agriculture. Hindi lang siya farming, kung hindi meron ding mga career tracks sa pagpasok sa academe, pagpasok sa research, extension, policy, tsaka agribusiness. So, mamaya baka may avenue for us to talk about more about that uh, yung focus muna natin is yung topic that is actually set here. But if you want to know more, you can also follow us and join our group, Ripart Philippines. And we will also be on podcasts uh, eventually as as Doc said. So please do follow our social media accounts. Thanks, Doc. Alright, Jim, thank you. So guys, don't forget pala. So since we're on FB Live, you can leave your comments. Um, and then you can also ask questions during the the live broadcast para naman um, you'll be part of the discussion. We are very much inclusive dito sa Ypart Philippines. So tonight, like I said, ang topic natin, pagkain sa panahon ng pandemyang ito, food in the time of COVID-19. So we will go around the panel. Uh, we will have um, four basic questions that we will ask them. Okay, so the first question is that what are the potential problems that we can Encounter again. Okay. okay, so we've run into some technical difficulties. Right, so so far on offline, see Sir Dax, no? Pero sige, let's uh, maybe we can start on a few questions while waiting for Sir Dax to uh, no, get back. Okay, so while we're at that, why don't you, why don't we come go into the discussion of the first question? Um, yung question po natin is what what are the potential problems that we can encounter no? in terms of food security in this kind of situation so since Diego, ikaw na yung nandyan sa screen no? um, why, why don't you start yes, off yes yeah so obviously itong COVID-19 na to this caused havoc as in not just it, nagsimula sa NCR then naging nationwide so I think pinaka primary problem nito is yung lack of food. Pero actually hindi naman siya lack of food. It's more of an access problem kasi we've seen we've seen stories na yung mga farmers hindi nila na-dispatch yung food simply because hindi nila deliver So the issue would be more on logistical issues. But after that, the next issue would also be sustaining the production kasi yung harvests na yan were produced pre-COVID. Pero ngayon, ngayong may COVID na, not only are they prevented from shipping their products, hinaharangan pa sila sa pagtatanim. So, ang naging second issue na yan is yung making sure na magkakatuloy magkaka- pa din ang production. So, yun. 
Okay guys, so pasensya na na-disconnect ako <laughs> during our live stream. So, sino na bang nakapagsalita? Erwin, tapos ka na ba? Di pa, di pa. Yeah, okay, sige guys. Erwin muna. So, uh, for me, yung nakikita ko kasing problems natin in terms of uh, food shortage natin, especially with the uh, COVID-19 sa tinatawag natin na enhanced community quarantine, is yung, uh, tama yung sinabi ni Jego, yung delivery ng food papunta sa mga areas, lalo yung mga hindi nagpo-produce ng pagkain. So, lalong-lalo yung Metro Manila. Kasi Metro Manila is heavily reliant sa mga Uh, production galing sa mga probinsya. So, nung nagkaroon tayo ng uh, ECQ, uh, yung movement ng mga produce natin is naging limited din. Kaya, actually, kanina, nung pinapanood ko yung uh, news, nagka-problema sila sa presyo. Kasi, yung halimbawa, bigas tumaas ng tatlong piso per kilo, tapos yung supply ng gulay din. Nababalitaan natin na yung pagbaba ng mga uh, gulay mula sa Benguet, hindi makababa ngayon yung gulay dahil uh, naharang or siguro akala rin ng mga farmers wala silang market ngayon kasi nga mahirap gumalaw ngayon so ito yung mga nakikita nating problema and uh, nakikita natin to sa lens ng food security kasi uh, dahil walang access yung mga tao sa pagkain so ay, uh, malaking issue to especially sa food insecurity natin ngayon Okay, no? so I think um, very similar yung um, diniscuss ni Diego and ni Erwin. Ano? It will be a supply chain problem. Yun ang nakikita natin. Um, isang main point of um, bottleneck dito. No? Tama nga kayo, the, the produce are coming from the provinces, from the countryside. And nagkakaproblema ngayon, um, getting it to the store shelves ngayon sa Manila and then sa mga metro areas. So um bago bago tayo lumipat ng ano let's hear from bago tayo lumipat ng topic let's hear from Jim on his insights and thoughts regarding this matter Jim I think the biggest issue really uh the biggest issue so far uh regarding regarding the COVID-19 situation uh, is that is that we we need to be looking at the 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 whole aspect of food security na paano ba nakakarating dun sa dun sa mga households yung yung pagkain no and in this in this kind of situation there's a very huge impact uh, in terms of in terms of the supply chain as what as what you've summarized what Irwin and Jego is saying and i think it's it's also a it's also a reminder for the community for the for the country to to look into what are the solutions as to how we can how we can break those barriers and also introduce systems that produce food in the urban centers and i think that's where jego and irwin's uh, initiatives uh, can be highlighted where where urban agriculture is very in is very needed no so I think that's 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 the crucial point na yung urban agriculture or agricultural systems that can be done in the urban aspects or in urban centers yun yung kailangan natin ma maigawa lalo na yung kalimitan ng mga na affected ngayon ng COVID-19 nasa urban centers no so I think it's more of a supply chain and also looking at how we can really grow food 
close to where the households that need it the most. All right, now so, all right, Jim, thank you for that um, insight. And also one comment from from the live stream from Sir Omar. He said, um, aside from logistics, you know, I think the problem them is the lack of storage and cold chain facilities. So I think that's something that we can all agree on. You know, yung infrastructure um, is lacking. And then for me, personally, I think yung post-harvest uh, facilities natin, we need to strengthen that institution as well. Lalo na ngayon, um, we hear of um, products uh, up north being um, wasted. Um, and I think um, once we um, learn further techniques on post-harvest technologies, like how to process it further into uh, more um, shelf-friendly products. Ayan. So, ayan. so that's one. So these are the potential problems that we can encounter. So ngayon, um, COVID-19, everybody's in lockdown. In- sabi nga ni Diego, including the farmers. But recently, I think uh, the Department of Agriculture has issued a statement or issued an order um, freeing up these farmers from that restriction. And I think this is good news. Diego, yes? Yes, uh, by virtue of Memorandum Circulars 6, 7, or 7 to 9 ata yun. Uh, basically, it just outlines na anything agricultural, be it yung produce, yung inputs, fertilizers, machineries, ideally, hindi siya dapat inaharangan sa mga checkpoints. So, one of them, one of the tangible implementations of that is the tinatawag na food lane wherein mga truckers, binibigyan sila ng pass na yun para kapag dumaan sila ng checkpoint, yung gagawin lang sa kanila is yung mandatory inspection for the temperature, then that's it, palulusutin lang sila the, na mas mabilis compared sa mga ibang tao. Though unfortunately, ang nagiging bottleneck dito is, uh, yun nga, sabi ni Secretary Dar. Uh, malinaw instructions pero iba-iba yung interpretations. So as a consequence of that, yung instructions kanila was let them through, period. Ang problema sa LGUs, uh, and either yung iba, iba yung pagkakaintindi, or yung iba nagmamatigas na, no, harangin natin to. So, yun yung nagiging issues right now when it comes to ano, logistical stuff. Okay, thank you for that. Uh, on, thank you for that note, ano, Diego. Um, like uh, like we said, everybody um, is coping with this um, with this pandemic right now. Ngayon, lahat tayo nag-adjust. So, sa tingin nyo, anong sa mga sa alam nating lahat na food is uh, food is of utmost importance. Lalo na sa ating mga Pilipino, no? Um, nakita natin kanina merong nagkaroon ng demonstration regarding um, food supply and ngayon um, so para para sa inyo guys ano yung mga crops or animals na kailangan i-prioritize ng government immediately uh, let's start with Erwin okay so for me kasi um, tingnan natin siya na parang we're at something na Ano ba yung kailangan urgent? Ano yung immediate need natin? So, for Metro Manila na medyo may hirapan tayo sa pag-travel ng food ngayon, pwede kasi mag-focus tayo on three things. First is yung mga ready staples natin, yung mga, lalo yung mga root crops. So, kasi yun yung source natin ng energy. And then, second, 
kailangan din yung protein. So, kailangan may legumes tayo na nilalagay dyan. And then, siguro third, kasi mabilis din tayo magpatubo ng mga vegetables. So, pwede mag-focus tayo ng leafy vegetables, tsaka yung mga fruiting vegetables din. Para, at least, uh, let's say within a month, meron tayo makakain agad. Pero, tingnan, for me, uh, personally, gusto ko siyang tingnan din na um, ano ba yung immediate na kailangan. So, kasi ngayon, existing yung, ano natin, existing yung mga nasa uh, provinces na hindi nila mapasok ngayon sa Metro Manila. I think the government should uh, focus on that. Uh, paano sila, paano niya i-enable ngayon yung mga produce coming from the provinces na pumasok dun sa sinasabing market o sa Metro Manila. So, pero if uh, dumating tayo sa point na kailangan natin mag-produce, I think those three crops yung pwede natin i-focus. Uh, focus tayo sa root crops, tapos uh, magtanim din tayo ng uh, legumes, and then yung uh, vegetables natin. Thank you for that, Erwin. Ano? So, uh, I think, um, tama si Erwin dun sa, I agree with him dun sa, lalo na sa root crops. Ano? Given the the recent news then that um, some countries in our um, ASEAN neighborhood are scaling back on their export output, I think it would be prudent for us to to uh, adapt um, adapt uh, into our lifestyles yung root crops ulit. Kasi um, we have been so uh, rice-dependent for so long, and ngayon, um, during this time of crisis, and the given the seasonality of rice, siyempre tapos na ta- yung iba tapos na yung seasons nila and na-harvest na yan, na-take into account na yung rice na yon and now we're facing a shortage. Um, hopefully, hindi naman mangyari. But yeah, we need to focus on root crops, legumes, and vegetables like Erwin said. Um, Diego, given you're a hydroponics guy, you're into that technology, what do you think um, is the, the focus that... Um, the Filipino farmer should what's the product that they should produce yeah so basically uh, dapat yung immediate yung immediate response natin is one yung crops na less than one, less than or within one month yung paggrow and usually yan yung mga pechay kangkong um, lettuce yung mga ganong crops uh, not only do they grow fast they're also not that sensitive or yung mapichusi so kahit itanim mo lang sa lupa konting dilig lalaki na siya and on the medium to long term, dapat na dyan yung mga other crops, horticultural crops like tomato, pepper, yung mga other root crops which take more months to grow, mga ganon. And uh, basically yun lang naman, uh, dapat ang plano natin is for the short term which is yung short term crops. Medium term which is yung mga in your root crops like sapi di, di kuya ears. And then yung on the long term, dapat talaga... Uh, uninterrupted yung production ng vet, uh, agricultural products in general. So, be it animals or plants or fisheries, dapat talaga uninterrupted siya as if there is no COVID-19. Uh, ang sabi nga sa atin is, we should treat our agriculturists as backliners na although hindi sila yung direkta na nakikipagbakbakan sa COVID, on the sidelines or yun nga, on the backlines, sila naman yung nagsusustain not only for our frontliners but in but the society as a whole. Alright, Diego. Thank you for your insight. Ano. So, tama yung point niya na we should have short-term, medium-term, and long-term plans. 
dito sa sa crisis na ito no hindi tayo pwedeng bara uh, bara lang so kailangan kailangan maplano maplano mabuti yung food security um, ano natin yung food security situation natin and speaking of food security ito isang itong taong to um, he has always said that food security is national security so let's hear from Jim and his thoughts regarding this uh, matter Jim hi so Doon sa usaping ano yung kailangan i-produce. I think may point yung comment dito ni Justin no, from the from the live stream na yung ginagawa ng ibang LGU ay pinipurchase ng LGUs yung mga produce ng farmers nila locally and then distributing it to the households. All right, yeah, sorry. Okay, so um, going back as to what I was saying, no, um, what Justin raised in the live stream comments is is very important as well. Where we need to look at how LGUs are also purchasing produce from farmers, and I think that's one good practice that that we can try to promote among our own different respective LGUs. Na yung ano yung meron na ngayon, yung ano yung pinoproduce na ngayon ng mga farmers, kunin na muna at at pwedeng sana i-purchase na ng LGUs para ma-distribute it at hindi maging food waste, no? Because that's also a source of energy and source of nutrition that, that the households need in this kind of situation. In terms of food security being national security, I think it's not only looking at what we can produce fast, but it's also at looking at while we're in lockdown now, it's also time for us to think about what are the long-term seasonal calendars that different regions of the country should look into uh, what are the, the what are the needs in the urban centers what are the needs in each locality and then working closely with farmers to produce those uh, food na kinakailangan ng mga households another another thing that we could also explore maybe as a country uh, bilang galing ako sa Visayas I come from Cebu ang ginagawa ng mga Bisaya normally is we eat corn grits no as an alternative staple. Uh, alam kong medyo culturally different na yun in terms of Luzon Visayas Mindanao, uh, iba yung preference. But given this kind of situation, COVID-19, we we have news coming from abroad na Vietnam might be reducing their exports of rice. What if Thailand also does the same? So saan tayo magkukuha ngayon ng bigas no for the country? So that that would be something and an alert for us na ano ba ang alternatives for rice na equally nutritious and even healthy for us as a society. So one is corn grits. Another is yung staples na root crops. Na pwedeng root crops, pwedeng corn grits. Yung mga ganung bagay. And in fact, corn grits is also low glycemic index. So that could also address uh, issues of diabetes or yung mga ganyan. So, so these are the things that we need to promote these are the things that we need to consider as a society. Ano bang alternatives given mga gantong situation? So it's not just what we can produce fast, but it's also what are the long-term plans given this kind of situation? How do we bounce back? Thanks, Jim. Ano? Uh, so let me just add my um, my own thoughts regarding this matter. No? And I think nabanggit din ito sa comments ni Justin that we should also talk about food as a nutrition source. So... Um, given the supply chain problems, given the production problems, uh, I guess we must focus on crops that we can not only we can produce but can also supplement or provide the the type of nutrition that 
we Filipinos need in this time. Um, lalo na yung mga uh, superfoods natin like malunggay. Kailangan natin i-emphasize yung production yan kasi uh, this will only um, help us be more be more ready if ever if ever we are um, faced with the with the disease or with any um, disease for that matter we, our body will be more prepared to to combat this um, this issue so ngayon guys na pag-usapan na natin ano yung mga problems and kung ano yung mga focus areas ngayon um, let's imagine that um, we have an audience with okay Diego yes you have something to say before I proceed? Uh, yeah, with, in relation to the second problem, kung ano yung crops and animals na dapat i-prioritize. Uh, uh, in terms of animals, I think I personally have to discourage that. Not because uh, hindi, not because of some sort of reason, pero it's more of on sanitary issues. Like for example, nung nagkaroon ng swine fever, um, na-discover natin na ang dami palang baboyan sa Quezon City, which is an urban area. It's not that I'm discouraging urban agriculture, pero kailangan din natin ilugar kung saan yung saan natin ipapractice yung urban agri. Ang, ang plants naman, di naman ganun ka-loaded yung possible contaminations niya. Pero when it comes to livestock, such as pigs, chicken, medyo mahirap siya i-manage in an urban setting. So, ako personally, I would uh, suggest na crops lang, vegetable crops lang muna itanim kapag sa highly urbanized areas. Pero kung sigurado ka naman na malayo siya sa urban setting, I guess animals would be fine to graze as well. That's all. So that's a good note, ano? Um, that's a good note by Diego right there. Um, in anything, in any plan, there's always zoning. So kailangan natin irespeto yung, I think, the existing zoning infrastructure. But then... Um, we should also find alternatives, no? We can. There's a, there there is a, an abundance of technology already regarding um, um, sanitary ways to raise animals. So, siguro hindi naman kailangan large scale. Pwede naman siyang backyard production, for example, of chickens of um, free range chickens, for example. Na hindi naman siya ganon ka polluting, so to speak, right? So, guys, any thoughts on that before I proceed to the to the next topic, Jim, Erwin, we're good? We're good? Okay. So, um, like I said, ano, imagine you're given an audience with the top conglomerates in the Philippines, top, um, the head honchos of businesses, uh, respective heads of government, units, bureaus. Um, so, kung kayo, makakaharap nyo sila and you'll be given a chance to pitch kung ano yung mga ideas nyo na makakasolve or makakapag, makakatulong dito sa problema kinakaharap natin ngayon, what would it be? So, let's start with Erwin. Okay. Um, for me, um, food security, uh, dapat meron tayong roadmap for that. So, uh, I think DA and uh, the Philippine government is doing something para magkarap magcraft ng uh, roadmap for food security. But then, uh, kailangan ma-engage kasi natin pati yung mga nasa private sector. Kasi um, wala yung plano ng gobyerno kung gobyerno lang magpa-plano. And uh, they would need everyone na to take part. But kailangan maging multi-stakeholder to. So, uh, first, parang roadmap. Second, 
uh, we want to engage the private sector na kailangan i-invite din nila yung food security as part of their uh, mission vision sa company. Kasi um, everyone needs to eat three times a day, sabi nga natin. And uh, I hope hopefully these, co- these companies, uh, bibigyan din nila ng halaga yung uh, food. Um, kasama rin yung food kasi natin sa Sustainable Development Goals. So, SDG 2 is Zero Hunger. So, hopefully everyone joins in and realize na, uy, importante yung pagkain. And uh, everyone has to stay on it, dapat. Um, hindi lang siya sa gobyerno, hindi lang siya sa private sector, hindi lang siya sa community. Pero lahat tayo dapat, uh, if we, we need to take part on that. Okay, punta na... Okay, okay, Erwin, thank you. No, so let's uh, let's go straight to Diego. Diego, any thoughts on this matter? Um, ano pitch mo sa mga companies if ever you're given a chance? Companies, heads of government units, sure. Right. So if I were to pitch something, I guess it's also a lifestyle change in lifestyle. So all for one, di naman natin pwedeng force na lahat ng companies dapat magventure into agriculture, be it small or big. So I think the best they can do is to change to induce change among their ano, workforce. Like, for example, uh, dapat uh, hindi nagsasayang ng pagkain. Tapos, for example, sa mga komisaris nila, they should regulate yung amount of food na niluluto nila to minimize wastage. And kung hindi talaga maiwasan yung wastage, we have to make sure na malinis yung sobra. Like, yung mga hindi pa na nagalaw. And maybe we can give that to food banks para naman yung mga nagugutom sa daan yung mga talaga makain, may bigay din sa kanila. Pero again, ideally, dapat talaga um, magkaroon din ng lifestyle change kasi di naman pwede na produce tayo ng produce pero nag adjust tayo for the inefficiencies of human consumption. So, dapat, uh, not only do we make our production efficient but also yung consumption din, dapat gagawin din efficient para yung use of resources would be maximized on both ends. All right, Diego. Thank you for that. I, I think Erwin um, has something to add. Erwin. Okay. So, kasi pag um, actually just to add on then, uh, pag sinabi natin kasi roadmap, ito yung strategic plan natin para ma-achieve natin kung ano yung goal natin o yung desired outcome natin. So, kailangan klaro dito ano ba yung major steps na gagawin natin, ano ba yung mga milestone para masabi natin na nagagawa natin or na-achieve natin yung gusto natin mangyari. So, yung roadmap, since sabi nga natin, multi-stakeholder to, everyone looks at it and can check kung tama ba na, na nasa tamang daan pa ba yung ginagawa natin. Kasi, uh, ang nakikita kasi natin, every election, nag-iiba ng priorities. So, pag naran tayo roadmap, ideally, dapat ito yung tinitingin na natin for the long term. So, lahat ng mga pinaplan natin, it's towards achieving the long-term goals. So, hopefully, uh, we can come up with such and uh, hopefully the government will promote it and everyone will join it. Hey, Erwin, thank you for clarifying what a roadmap is for our audience. So, before we go to Jim, for this question, guys, remind ko lang kayo to subscribe to our podcast. We will be posting this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and on Spotify. Also, if you're interested to learn more about YPARD Philippines, 
Wipeart Philippines, please join our group. Please find us, Wipeart Philippines. Please find us on Facebook. And we also have a Twitter page if you're interested, Wipeart PH. Please find us there. So, guys, uh, we encourage you, sa lahat na nanonood ngayon, sa lahat na nandyan pa sa stream, please do ask your questions. Please give us your thoughts as well. So, um, sabi ni Sky Sheridan, ano, this is a very important issue that we're bringing awareness to. And, um, sabi ni Roy, meron palang law na that prevents um, poultry and animal husbandry sa NCR. So, that's for everybody's information and appreciation. No? Thank you for that, Roy. So, now, um, Jim, um, give us your elevator pitch for for solving this uh, crisis, solving this problem. Okay, so elevator pitch. I'm assuming mga thirty floors tong inaakit natin, no? Uh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Para lang mahaba-haba. <laughs> but uh, I'm just I'm just saying that there has to be a systems approach uh, when we try to look at what are the possible partnerships solutions that private sector, public sector, and even the civil society can come and work together on As Even including academe and research institutions to join in the, the, the development of a roadmap, as, as Irwin was saying. And I think it's important to look at how we also value agriculture because the question of food right now in this kind of situation is napaka-dependent niya sa Ano ba ang mindset natin towards agriculture? For the longest time, mababa ang tingin natin sa agrikultura. Pero sa ngayong ganitong sitwasyon, kitang-kita natin na lahat tayo nangangailangan ng pagkain. Lahat tayo tumitingin sa kung saan tayo makakasource ng pagkain. And I think agriculture is the, is the way for us to look at that. No? Ano ang mga innovative models? Hydroponics is one na use of uh, new technology. Then the next, the next other use would be even ICT. ICT is helping us in terms of connecting yung mga produce. Uh, I've seen in my Facebook timeline no, na yung mga friends ko na may mga farms silang maliliit, they're now delivering to households uh, on a per-order basis, of course, following quarantine protocols, but you can see that it can be connected through ICT as well. I think these are the things that we need to tap into. What are the available technologies? What are the ICT solutions available that can help us enhance agricultural solutions? And also, what is the systems perspective? When I say systems perspective, ano ang pwedeng gawin ng bawat agency, uh, stakeholders? So, say for example, uh, mga schools. No? In terms of mindset towards agriculture, kailangan natin pataasin yung pagtingin natin sa agrikultura. So, dun palang sa primary school and secondary school, I think after the COVID-19 uh, crisis, we can go back to primary schools and secondary schools and say that we need young people to be developed also to become future game changers in terms of agriculture or agri-food systems. How they can build the nation in terms of achieving food security. So yung mga ganyang bagay, kailangan natin ma-address yun at a systems perspective. Ano ang curriculum, ano ang mga research available, ano ang policies dapat at the national and at the local level. So I hope that was a that was a very long elevator pitch, but I hope that was able to con- convey somehow, ano yung pwede gawin so that the private, the public, and the civil society can come together and work together as uh, along with uh, academic and research institutions. Okay, Jim, thank you, thank you for that insight. And also, 
it will be a collective effort. Hindi tayo pwedeng, uh, we can do small things on our own, but eventually, like like Erwin said, we need a roadmap. Diego said we need to um, we need we need um, we need a system for this, and like Jim said, we need to encourage the next generation, you know, to to contribute to this to this matter to agriculture. And if I may add, ano, merong mga nagsasabi dito, we should produce healthy crops with the least inputs possible, maximize available resources without giving so so much impact to environment. So this, I think, this is from Fred Jr. So I think. He's talking about sustainable agriculture. So, uh, if any of you guys can discuss sustainable agriculture um, in the context of COVID nineteen, can anybody is anybody willing to discuss that topic? I'll see, Erwin. Okay. So, actually, uh, in terms of sustainable agriculture, anything uh, that we natin zan ano ba yung pumatasok sa system at yung lumalabas. So what we do in urban agriculture PH is we, we promote the waste-to-waste system or yung waste na basura papunta sa waste na chan. So uh, everything that we produce from the community, syempre meron niyang waste na kakibat. So lalo ang 50% na napuproduce ng community is biodegradable. So what the community can do is to collect those biodegradable waste, decompose nila yon and use use it sa farm. Therefore, um, kumbaga yung waste na napoproduce natin is less. I mean, less yung cost natin kasi basura na yun eh. That's just uh, waste for them. So, once na naproduce na natin yun, uh, once na meron tayong compost, pwede na natin iproduce ng vegetables na i-consume din ng community. So, parang uniikot lang, meron tayong circular economy pagdating sa urban agriculture. So, I think that's one na pwede natin tingnan. And also, uh, tingnan din natin how we can localize or how can we shorten yung supply chain natin. Para, it, it, uh, I think it, it has impact with the environment as well. Okay, uh, I think Diego has something to add on. Diego? So in relation dun sa sinab, okay na. So in relation dun sa sinabi ni Sir Irwin, um, I think uh, masakit man sa loob, pero I think the best way then is to incentivize yung pagsusunod sa batas, kasi there is a law on solid waste management and by law dapat sinesegregate natin yung waste on a bare minimum, biodegradable and non-biodegradable. Pero kahit yun hindi natin nagagawa, but not like in other progressive countries sa, Jap- sa Japan. 40 yung classic 40 plus ata yung classifications nila of waste and they're doing a really good job at it. So sa ngayon, uh, kung hindi talaga maipilit na sumunod sila, I think the best way would be to incentivize people who actually comply the, with the law like for example, um merong everyday na garbage collection and yung biodegradables dapat i ibukod nila yun dun sa ibibigay sa disposal para kung yung, yung susunod na magko-collect biodegradables naman, they can get cash or in-kind like rice or sardines or produce in exchange for that. Tapos yung makokolect naman na waste, pupunta na siya sa mga community composters. To be used as um, yun nga, no, compost material as fertilizer for for the plants. Okay. Diego, thank you for that. Ano? So um, if I may add, um, lastly, it's this is one. Um, if I'm if I were to be given a chance to pitch 
Um, this is one thing that I have been advocating for so long, is it, and it is maximizing all the available resources of the Philippines. Um, alam naman natin na pinagpalang lubos ang ating bayan, ano? napakaganda ng ating location, very central, very prime for growing crops and animals. And yet the problem is we haven't been able to maximize or to optimize our production um, due to numerous problems. But then, um, right now, given this crisis, I hope that they will utilize everything and turn um, every idle land into something that is productive, that is food producing, that helps society um, nourish itself and um, supply the needs of its uh, constituents. You know? So, like one of the comments dito sa, sa thread, um, u- utilizing um, the modern technologies like like what Diego is promoting, uh, hydroponics, us- using abandoned buildings and turning them into food warehouses. I think that is something that can address, like Erwin said, the, the supply chain problems. And also, turning that um, previously uh, unused or untapped resource into something that is productive. So, um, to close, to close our um, our discussion, there's one more question, and it is, what can the common Filipino do? Anong magagawa ni Pedro, ni Juan, ni Maria? Anong magagawa nila para ma-address itong problem na ito? So, like we always do, let's begin with Erwin. Okay. Uh, for me, um, thinking ko una natin, uh, pwede gawin is to realize how important food for us is. Kasi, if we don't realize how important food, eventually, wala kang maukuha pagkain or eventually you'll run out, run out ng mga sources mo. So, at least at household level, uh, makita natin yung importance. And then second, community. Kasi if the community does not see the importance of food security, um, may hirapan din tayo. Lalo pag dumating na tayo sa societal na everyone, uh, wala, hindi nila naiintindihan na importante yung pagkain. So everything starts at home. And um, pwede tayo mag-start. Kahit siguro we can start with one plan. Pwede tayo. Uh, subukan na natin paano mag, uh, mag-urban agriculture. Once we get the hang of it, uh, may, may ma-realize natin na, wait, madali lang pala, paano magtanim, I can produce my own food. So, magiging less ngayon yung reliance natin for external sources. So, I think ayun yung masasuggest ko for, uh, for the Filipinos uh, on how to address this uh, issue right now. Thanks for that insight, Erwin. Ano? So, let's head on straight to Diego. Diego? Yes, so what can the Filipino do while at home? So una, uh, let me take it let me take it from the definition of economics which is economia, management of the household. So ngayon, dahil pahirapan ng mga panahon ngayon, the first thing you should do is una, prioritize muna. List down natin kung ano ba talaga essentials like yung food, toiletries, ano ba doon yung importante, ano doon yung hindi. Need versus want. So Kung ano yung need, yun lang talaga yung kunin natin. Yung want, it can wait naman. Second, um, we should be more judicious when it comes to buying, consuming actually. So, huwag naman natin sayangin yung sinaing natin, niluluto natin, lalo na kung alam naman natin may, kung may pasok naman. Pero, isa, ito, ito, this is one hack. Like for example, meron kang talbos na kamote or kangkong. 
Actually, yung talbos nun, pag tinanggal nyo yung dahon, yung stem nun, pwede siyang maging bagong halaman. All you have to do is to just soak it in water. Tapos within one week, dun sa nodes kung saan dati nakadikit, nakakabit yung dahon, may lalabas dun na ugat. And that would serve as your new whole plant na pwede mo itanim sa labas para makapag-produce ka pa. That also applies to lettuce, petchay, and uh, ano pa ba yun? Yung kamote, tsaka spray, yung spring onions. Uh, for as long as meron pa siyang ugat, ayan, pwede pa yun. And um, kung magpapractice man lang tayo ng urban gardening, gawin natin ng tama. Una, uh, alamin natin yung basics, like an- paano ba talaga magtanim, ano ba yung dapat i-consider. And second, kung magbibigay man tayo ng inputs, sundin natin yung instructions. Kasi merong negative, may merong notions na, let's say, for fertilizer, pag dinamihan ko, mas mabilis yung growth. Mali yun. Actually, put too little and the plant will not grow fast. Pero put too much, mamamatay din yung halaman. So, dapat sa mga endeavors natin, dapat uh, we do it right, we do it properly. And kung hindi man kayo familiar kung, kung ano yung dapat tamang gawin, Nandito naman kaming apat, your friendly agriculturists, and for sure, marami ding mga agriculturists dyan. Actually, around mga, mga ilang libo din yung pumasa nung pinaka-recent na board exam, which includes me. And for sure, marami din yan from the past um, past exam. So, hindi pwedeng sabihin na konti lang yung agriculturists. Actually, marami sila. So, kung may mga agriculturists man na nanonood dito, it's time to rise, time to shine. Um, offer your knowledge and teach your community. So, yun. Ako, by, ako personally, yung ginagawa ko, like sa mga kapitbahay ko, kung may free seeds ako or spares, binibigay ko sa kanila. Tapos, yun. For example, yung kanina, may kapitbahay ako, binigyan ko na libre yung buto. Tama-tama, kakatapos lang nila mag-prepare ng plot nila. So, I will keep watch of them and I hope sila maging successful. And, yun lang basically, we should learn how to do it right and we should learn to prioritize. Diego, thank you no for that call to action ano sa mga agriculturist, sa mga agriculture natin sa buong bansa no. Share your knowledge, get out there. Ngayon tayo kailangan-kailangan ng bansa natin. Ngayon, uh, pwede nating patunayan sa lahat na importante ang isang agriculture at ayun no tama no he um he gave some he he also Jago also went into some technical details ano although very 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 konti lang diniskus niya yung um, relationship ng fertilizers sa plants ano i mean too much is not a good thing also so there's there's always a right way to do it follow the labels follow the instructions ayan so lastly before we close uh, let's hear from um, the white part country representative and his thoughts on what the Filipino can do regarding the COVID crisis and this food crisis that we are, we are facing. Jim? Okay, so I think very, very helpful yung mga sinasuggest ni Irwin and ni Jego, no? And I think also this this crisis, uh, you know, in, in from what I learned uh in another culture that uh, you know I visited is that crisis can also be an opportunity. So I think this is one way for us to look at also the COVID-19 that this has now become an opportunity also for us to think and reflect as a society. 
how do we look at food? How do we appreciate? How do we value food? How do we value agriculture? Yung pagtingin natin sa agrikultura, nakakatulong ba sa pag, pag uh, commit natin ng food security? Yung mga ganong bagay. So, una-una, I think the small things matter. No? Uh, your small actions are actually big. So, for example, sa bahay pa lang, nandito tayo, naka-lockdown, uh, kain, parang kain tulog yung, yung cycle. Pero yung isang bagay na pwede nating tingnan is that we can address, for now, how do we address food waste at home? No? Uh, sinisigurado ba natin na walang natitirang pagkain sa plato natin? Tinitingnan ba natin na walang uh, na, nasasayang na pagkain? Yung mga ganung bagay. Because our choices affect the whole food system of the country. Yung choices natin na we try to eat more than what we can consume has led to an increase of the need or demand for certain goods that eventually disrupts the system. So, our choices as end consumers, as uh, Filipino citizens dito sa bahay, it affects the food system. So, yung mga small things, we can start off from there. Next is, what what can the Filipinos do? The second would be, think about how you can learn to also grow food. And I would encourage you to follow uh, Urban Agriculture PH on Facebook, yung kay Irwin. Follow Diego's uh, Facebook na Horticulture Heart, Heart, Horticulture PH. And you can learn more from them. And I think you can also mo- learn more about growing your own food in a lot of resources on YouTube, on Facebook, and join Facebook groups that help you educate yourself paano ba, nat- paano ba tayo makakapag-produce ng sarili natin pagkain para sa bahay natin. So, lastly, I would encourage if there are parents listening, if there are young people listening, uh, especially yung mga kabataan na wala pang course in agriculture or nag- nasa high school pa lang, I would really encourage you and I would encourage your parents also to in, to pursue something related to agriculture, be it uh, food technology, be it engineering, uh, be it ICT, uh, as long as you drive it towards food, no? yung mga ganong bagay. Kasi yun yung kailangan natin. The bigger the population goes in the country and around the world, the biggest issue will always be saan tayo kukuha ng pagkain uh, as a country. So I think that's one of the things and what we need to change is our mindsets towards agriculture and I think that's what we need to change uh, now and think and reflect as a society. Thanks, Jim. I think Erwin has something to add. So, um, siguro just to add, uh, part of our call to action then is um, if you're living in a city or a municipality here outside Metro Manila, uh, meron niya mga tinatawag natin na city agriculturist or municipal agriculturist office. So, with these offices, they provide free seeds for those interested to do agriculture. So, maybe uh, that's the start. Puntahan niyo yung mga opisina ng government for providing seeds. And actually, part ng campaign namin sa I Am Hampas Lupa that mag- magkakaroon kami ng database kung saan pwedeng makakuha ng mga libreng boto. So, uh, right now, we're getting in, uh, more information like crowdsource pa rin kami. But then, uh, hopefully, makapag-release na kami ng uh, list 
kung saan pwedeng mag kumuha nitong mga butong to kasi syempre, it's an opportunity for us to do uh, farming na syempre starters din natin alam sa unang pupunta pero once na meron na tayong mga initial materials and then nandun din yung desire to do agriculture to produce your own food so hopefully papunta tayo ngayon sa ano kumaga naiintindihan natin ako naiintindihan natin yung concept ng uh, food security thank you for for that uh, additional ano ano Irwin So, um, bago tayo magtapos, guys, um, I'll be giving you an opportunity to talk about, uh, to, to, ayan, yung mga gusto ng mga kabataan, yung shout out, and then also, yung mga, kung ano yung mga uh, gusto nyo i-plug or i-promote na mga advocacies nyo or companies nyo or any, anything that you would want to add or to, to wrap this uh, whole session out, up, um, any closing remarks and any greetings that you may want to do. Uh, please do so now. Um, let's start with Erwin. Okay, so um, you can like uh, my Facebook page. So my Facebook page is uh, Urban Agriculture PH. Also, pwedeng uh, nyo rin i-follow yung aming uh, grupo, yung Ayamampas Lupa. So dun yung makikita ngayon yung link kung saan namin ginagawa yung crowdsourcing yung sa information about the species. So I think uh, Diego ang... BPI merong seeds, tama ba? Yes, tama. May seeds ang BPI, uh, care of nung, crappy, nung ano, CRPSD. Actually, pwede nyo silang tawagan 8525-7313. I'll repeat that. 8525-7313 or sa 8524-0837 ulit. 8524-0837 And as yeah. Yes po, Manila, Manila number. number So kailangan dagdagan ng 02 Kung sakali man sa probinsya Though, just in case Hindi lang naman sa Bureau of Plant Industry Nagpapamigay ng seeds Meron din naman sa regional offices na DA Yan. And So, should I take this opportunity na To shout out and pro- Go ahead, go ahead, promote please Jago, go ahead. Okay, so, ayun, sakta. <laughs> Mag-shoutout pala si Jago, nakat yung kanya feed. Jamie, ko lang muna mag-shoutout. Hi, so, I think, I think what you can do really is you can uh, follow Wipard Philippines, no? Uh, you can join our Facebook group, search for us on Facebook, White Party Philippines, it's a Facebook group. You're free to join. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, and you can also follow our podcasts uh, on Apple, Google, Spotify, and also Anchor FM. So I think this has been very productive, and it's very useful to... It's very nice to see that, you know, yung mga colleagues natin, and even younger generations, yung mga mas bata pa sa amin, tulad ni Diego, meron na initiatives that actually help our society in terms of addressing food security. So, I think Jego is back. That's... So, saan ba ka naputol? <laughs> yes. Pero, kompleto yung numbers. Yeah, Manila number shop. Yan, okay. Shout out. So, madami, mahaba tong listahan. <laughs> so, una-una, I'd like to shout out si Kuya Josh Sumage 
UP Grains, lalo na kina JR, Michael, uh, sa inaanak ko, si Ira, at ang kanyang inaanak, si Flora. Lalo na yung mga taga-org house, pati ninong ko, si Albert. Ayan, masaya na kayo. <laughs> Though, on the flip side, uh, follow me on horticulture, hydroponics, and halamans. And ang specialization namin is not just vegetable crops, but also ornamentals. Although I understand na priority natin ang vegetable crops ngayon, naniliwala din naman ako na kailangan din natin ng moral support and I, or mga psychological na support. And I think one would one way to do that is to raise flowers then kung kung kakayanin pa. So um, yeah, for now yun lang muna. And also sa Bureau of Plant Industry again, nuulit ko, nagdo-donate po kami ng free seeds and Pwede naman po atang ipalalabu within Metro Manila, basta ililista lang yung pangalan niyo dun sa recipients list. Yan. Diego, thank you for that. Ano? And, sorry, nakamute pa pala ako. Thank you, Diego, for that. Thank you for coming back in the nick of time, no? bago tayo natapos. So, uh, thank you to Erwin, thank you to Diego, thank you to Jim for devoting your time and effort para dito sa podcast and webcast na ito. Don't forget guys to follow um, Whiteboard Philippines podcast on Apple, Google and Spotify. Please, if you're interested to find out more about our group, please do uh, follow, or please do join the group, sorry. Please do join the group Whiteboard Philippines. And guys, um, ayun, so nakita nyo naman yung mga pangalan at mukha namin. Kung meron kayong mga tanong, tungkol sa agriculture, wag mahiyang magtanong. Sabi nga ni Maring Susan Roses, ano? So to to close, um, I think guys, um, this is like Diego said, this is the time to step up not only for agriculturists but also for the Filipino people. Um, this is tulad ng pag step up ni Bards Interno. Thank you, Bards, for moderating this uh, discussion. Ano? Shout out sa at sa Anahaw Laguna. Please do follow Anahaw Laguna. Guys, it is our time. It is our time to shine. It is our time to help each other, to be more kind, compassionate to our neighbors. So, with that, uh, in behalf of Whiteboard Philippines, my name is Dakilo Olfindo. Thank you for joining us tonight and see you at the next one.